the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Insider here on WPXI Now. We're brought to you by Cal U. And, well, we're excited. It's finally feeling like winter, at least for a couple days. And we're going back to spring or fall or whatever that other weather is. Uh, but it's football season nonetheless. Steelers are 9-0. and There's some other exciting things happening around the league. And Chris Carter from DKPittsburghSports.com is on the other end, as always, with his expertise, ready to share it. What are you feeling this week, Chris? I'm feeling like teams are starting to really figure some things out. We're seeing some even more offenses start to click. We're seeing some defenses start to make more plays in the football. It, you know, it, as the weather gets colder, you start to see a little bit more running, you know, running backs start to peak out there. Be looking at, for, at, at interesting at how some running games start to develop in the coming weeks. A couple players stood out for me um, last week. See, you're teaching me to look for certain things. We're going to talk about a couple of those players as we uh, proceed through the show. But let's start with who's hot on your list. And one that's very hot on your list is Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, he, uh, he, came, he came roaring back after a horrible week against the Saints two weeks ago. Completed 28 of 39 passes, Albie, for 341 yards, three passing touchdowns, and his patented Brady quarterback sneak touchdown where he was at the one-yard line and he found a way to get in. Uh, Tom Brady continues to do Tom Brady things, but the guy who really stepped up for his team in a huge game and a dramatic win was Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. 22 of 32 for 245 yards through the air, a touchdown throwing, which was the you know a great Hail Mary pass that was pulled down by DeAndre Hopkins at the last second against the Bills. Um, he did throw an interception, but also those, those numbers that come with Kyler Murray, 11 carries, 61 yards, two rushing touchdowns. This guy gets it done with his legs and his arm. He's a dangerous threat. And when you do it with both, like, like he does, you become a supreme threat in fantasy football. Yeah, Kyler Murray is one of the guys that stood out to me last week. And running back, you're liking Ronald Jones. He's on your hot list. Well, yeah, he busted out a 98-yard touch, rushing touchdown over the weekend. He finished the game with 23 carries for 192 yards and a touchdown. Uh, really good showing from him, bouncing back from, again, the Buccaneers. They struggled against that Saints team. And that Panthers defense, they've been stingy this year. They've given some teams some fits. Um, but the, the, it was Ronald Jones really coming coming back this past week. He gives confidence to fantasy owners to say, hey, maybe maybe you just maybe this guy can still be a starter because people have been looking at when are the Buccaneers going to flip over to Leonard Fournette as the mainstay. Looks like that Ronald Jones will be holding him off for a little bit longer. And the other running back I want to talk about, uh, uh, Albie is Naheem Hines for the Colts. He got 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown, but also caught five passes for 45 yards and another touchdown. The fact that he's being included into the passing game for Phillip Rivers as a checkdown option is really good, and that means that if he's he could be a really good flex option for you moving forward. All right, wide receiver. There's one very familiar name to Steelers fans on that list. Go ahead. Absolutely, Deontay Johnson back in the in the good column in fantasy. Eleven targets, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Several good things about this, Albie. One, the 11 targets means they're working him the football still. The six catches means he's he's catching more than half of that. And the uh, over 100 yards means that he, he's starting to put it together with Ben Roethlisberger. This is what I was saying. Be patient with Deontay Johnson. It was coming. And he got the touchdown also in this game. Huge production from him. Also, Marquez Valdez-Scandling for, uh, for the Packers. 
really stepping up for them. Four catches on six targets for 149 yards and a touchdown. Big producing days for those young receivers. Uh, I have to tell you, I, Rob Gronkowski is not a name that I expected to see on any of your lists this year. Uh, just because I, I, I really wasn't expecting him to have an impact in that way. But I guess if Tom Brady's having a big day, it's going to, uh, you know, a target like that, a familiar target to Tom Brady may benefit from Tom Brady's numbers. Yeah, I think plus you also might be seeing a little bit of Rob Gronkowski getting back into the groove, you know, figuring out, hey, this is how I can contribute or this is what works right. in this offense. And, and the thing that really works for Gronkowski, no team can really afford to fixate on him. When you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and now Antonio Brown and that running game with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, you can't afford to put a double team on Rob Gronkowski. So he's going to benefit from single coverage for the rest of the season. So do keep an eye on Gronkowski. Not a, not a, you know, a, a superstar tight end anymore, but certainly a guy that you could play week in and week out and expect like occasionally he'll deliver a week like this where he gets a touchdown and 51 yards to the air. The other tight end, Justin Herbert connected with Hunter Henry in the back of the end zone. He had four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. Tight end's been really quiet as of late. We'll look to see if that stays the same way moving forward. All right, and let's talk about who's not so hot, starting with Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke has fallen off the wagon, Albie. He was riding a hot hand for the past two weeks and it was looking good, but that Raiders defense brought him back down to earth and hard. 23 47, 257 yards to the air, one touchdown, but here's the killer, Albie. Four interceptions. It was horrible for Drew Locke and uh, everyone's wondering John Elway why can't you pick a quarterback uh, but uh, the other big name here Carson Wentz struggling really against the Giants 21 of 37 for 208 yards and zero touchdowns you need to see him leading this Eagles team now granted they're still in first place in the NFC East because that that division is horrible but fantasy wise Carson Wentz not giving you much confidence to start him moving forward all right, uh, let's move on to running back, Mark Ingram. We're, Mark Ingram, only five yards on five carries, and he fumbled a, 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 a wildcat snap on a fourth down. Really not looking good. The Ravens are struggling right now, and if he's not able to produce, that's gonna, they're going to try to lean on J.K. Dobbins. Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, where Naheem Hines shined, he fell off. He only had seven carries for 12 yards. Keep an eye on his injury situation, too. Uh, A.J. Green is one of my receivers. Five targets, zero catches. That's a big goose egg, thanks to Joe Hayden and the Steelers secondary. DK Metcalf met the Jalen Ramsey experience and only had two catches for 28 yards. My tight ends who were not this week, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions and Noah Fant for the Broncos. All right. Uh, and we'll get into Ben Roethlisberger later on, but he's a guy I want to hear your thoughts on after that big game and the big win over the Bengals. All right, Chris and I are back right after this on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U with a peek at – the waiver wire right back after this welcome back to the fantasy football insider brought to you by cal U. i'm albie oxenreiter and uh, we're always uh enjoying the benefit of having chris carter on the other side of things chris's analysis and his uh, ability to look into his crystal ball and tell you who you must be picking to bolster your lineup uh, it's time to look at the waiver wire and uh, tell us about the names that are popping out on your waiver wire, Chris. Well, so that's the thing, Albie. You don't need a crystal ball for this one here. Jameis Winston, get him right now because Drew Brees suffered a horrible injury this past weekend. 
cracked ribs, collapsed lung. We don't know how long he might be out. I mean, this might be a situation where we don't see him until late December, just before the playoffs. That means Jameis Winston gets the car keys with Alvin Kamara running back and Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. Uh, And we all know Jameis Winston likes to air that ball out. I could see him putting up some big points. Could put up big points the other way, too, because we know he's an interception guy. But he's had a whole season to kind of sit behind Drew Brees. I would bet on him. If you don't have a good number two quarterback, I'd bet on picking up Jameis Winston, seeing how he does for you moving forward, uh, because he may turn out to be a big, a big asset this upcoming week. Another guy, an older guy, Alex Smith, returning to football, replacing uh, you know, the quarterback in Washington, 38-50 for 390 yards through the air. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. I think that's going to work itself out a little bit more with Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, the uh, two, two best targets he has in Washington. Who do you think uh, everybody should grab uh, from the waiver wire to maybe help out at running back? Devontae Booker had a really good showing this past weekend, and a lot of people were saying stay away from Booker because he's a Raider, and Joshua Jacobs is the clear number one there. But 16 carries, 81 yards, and two rushing touchdowns say otherwise, Albie. So I take a risk on Devontae, uh, Devontae Booker right now. Just, again, a bench option, a flex option, maybe a number two rushing option. Hey, maybe you have Josh Jacobs and you're not confident about him you know, being the bell cow moving forward, and you want to say, let's handcuff these guys. You know, I can start one or the other every single week based off the matchup I get. Another guy is a person I've told you to pick up before, and you're running out of time to get him, Wayne Goleman for the New York Giants. We all know with Saquon Barkley, that running game is not going to be the same for the Giants, but that doesn't mean that you still can't benefit from it. Wayne Goleman's the backup there. He's, he's clearly stepped up. 18 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns. He's not going to get you huge numbers, but whenever they get to that red zone, the Giants are going to try and pl- plug it in really as, 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 as hard and fast as they can because they do not want to give Daniel Jones too many options to mess things up in the red zone. So give it to the running back. That's what happened. Goleman got two touchdowns and a really good showing from him. All right, who's going to be able to help you out at wide receiver from the wire? Well, T.Y. Hilton hasn't been doing so, so great with, with Phillip Rivers. He's been on and off. But Michael Pittman might be starting to show up. Michael Pittman, the, the rookie USC receiver that people have been waiting to flourish, he was targeted eight times, caught seven of those, Albie, for 101 yards. Now, granted, no touchdowns, but he's a young, big target receiver that could really get up and go up and get the ball. Might become a security blanket for Phillip Rivers right now. Um, he would be an option that I'd be paying attention to because he's still on a lot of team, a lot of uh, leagues a free agent list right now. He might be a good fourth or fifth option at the receiver position to kind of float between week in and week out. And a receiver that you, you probably haven't heard for a while, but he stood, he stood up this weekend. Willie Sneed, the, the Ravens' number two guy, he stepped up big for the Ravens in a, in a game, even though they lost. He caught five of seven passes for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is still looking for somebody, anybody, to step up in that mm-hmm. offense to help him out. They, they, they haven't really found that answer yet, Albie, but Willie Sneed catching two touchdowns, maybe that starts to lead to some chemistry between them because Lamar needs somebody to throw to, and he really hasn't gotten enough help from Hollywood Brown or Mark Andrews this season. Who do you see helping out at tight end? At tight end, I'm really looking at the Buccaneers. One, we talked about Rob Gronkowski. Believe it or not, Albie, he's been on a lot of, a lot of waiver wires this, this, this year, too, because he just hasn't put up the numbers. I look at Gronkowski, but I also look at the other tight end, Cameron Bray. For Tampa Bay, he caught three passes, all three, which were all three of his targets, for 31 yards and a touchdown. When you're looking for tight ends right now, the guys that everyone talks about, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, uh, you know, Kittle, who's hurt right now, you know, all those big names, they're on rosters. But when you're looking for the tight end position is 
you every week, if you don't got one of those big names, you just want a guy who's going to get you just a few yards here and a few yards here. But look for the guys that are red zone targets, like Hunter Henry was for the Chargers. He may not get you more than 40 yards in the game, but if he gets you six points, that six points can be a huge push-up to get you to get you over a close game. So that's what you're looking for here, guys that are becoming targets in the red zone. So Cameron Brait, figuring that out for his team, he's becoming the, along those lines. The other guy. Pharaoh Brown, another number two tight end, him for the Titans. Of course, Johnny Smith, the number one tight end for the Titans. You look at this, and it's the same situation. Only two targets, only twenty-one, only two catches for 21 yards, but the touchdown. I like it when, when I see that from a tight end. I think that's the prospect that you go for here as a fantasy owner. A lot of times, if, if you don't got that top tight end, you just you pick from the pile, see who's got a hot hand, see if you can get a touchdown out of that guy, and then that's your win for the week. And then you go back in the waiver wire next week to look for your next one. Yeah, and in the case of you were talking about the Drew Brees being injured, that might be an obvious move where you know you have to get somebody in there because obviously he's not ready to go. Uh, I think your insight comes to play with those other – diamonds in the rough that you might find off the waiver wire that could either provide depth or jump into your lineup if you need it. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Chris. We're back with more, including the glance down the Steelers list. See how everybody's doing there. When we come back on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. Yeah, I would never want to get in the way of Chris if he's trying to tackle me. I just, you know, I, I don't want any rib injuries, not at my age. Um, welcome back. Uh, we're brought to you by Cal U, and it's time to take a glance down the Steelers roster, see how they're performing in fantasy. And we're going to start with a guy that I know that you're high on right now, and how can you not be after Ben Roethlisberger's performance against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, 333 yards passing, four touchdown passes. Uh, yeah, Ben's getting it done right now, Chris. I mean, I told y'all to start Ben Roethlisberger against the Bengals at home, so I don't know if you didn't start him and he was on your bench. That's your problem. It's Not on mine, I started him in two different things. I mean, Albie, it's the Bengals. It's at home. It's Ben Roethlisberger, and he's been extremely efficient this year, and we saw that efficiency come out 27 to 46, 333 yards, four touchdown passes, zero interceptions. He is seeing the field. And honestly, Albie, I might be starting this guy moving forward, unless unless I got a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson. Because here's the thing, Albie, with this game, Ben Roethlisberger now has the fifth most touchdown passes in the NFL right now. Fifth. Granted, yes, he doesn't have the supreme yards numbers that, that, that other quarterbacks might have, but he is, he is getting the ball into the end zone. And the more that this defense gives the offense short fields, the better chances they have the ball that they have to punch it in. And it may be tough on you to pick a Steelers wide receiver because he does distribute the ball very well. But it continues to look like the ball is going through Ben Roethlisberger. In the past three straight games, the Steelers haven't gotten 50 yards on the ground so Ben has said, hey, I got to be the one that steps it up. And he has stepped it up for the Steelers. I'd be starting him moving forward. Again, unless I have a superstar quarterback that, that is, that, that's looking to outperform. Even on the road against Jacksonville, I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger because I think this is a different kind of guy. He's not just a guy that's just coming out and hoping that he can hit his number one target every week. He's seeing the weaknesses of the defense. He's taking advantage of it. And in you as the fantasy owner need to take advantage of that by playing it. I have a question for you about home and road games, but I don't want to interrupt your momentum, so I'll get back to that later. Remind me. Uh, let's talk about – well, you're ready to admit something 
with the Steelers running game. You heard Mike Tomlin in his news conference yesterday. He said, yeah, we're, you know, we, he understands they need to improve in that area. And he said that repeatedly. So talk a little bit about James Conner. Yeah, one game, one bad game is one bad game. Two bad games is a concern. Three bad games is a slump. And not that Connor's played poorly, but the running game ain't there right now. It's just a fact. The block, the, 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 run, the offensive line's not blocking well. James Connor's not confident about what Holy needs to hit. That chemistry needs to come back. I think it will at some point this time, at this time, uh, Albie. But I really see this as, as, as a thing where, as a fantasy owner, maybe you stay away from it until it does come back. And here's the thing. When December hits – I think that's when you're going to start to see this running game get back into a groove and you see them start to get physical and downhill, maybe even after, especially after that Ravens game. Because, Albie, remember, that's Thanksgiving. So that's going to be a Thursday for them. After that, they're going to get a nice long break before their next game because they'll have Thursday, they'll have that whole weekend, and then they'll have the full week to prepare for their following game. I think that that's a place where you can see, okay, the Steelers take this. You don't have your bye week this season. So – We'll take this, take advantage of this. The offensive line rests up, figures out what's going wrong, and then they get back out there, and maybe that's when the running game comes back. But with James Conner, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, Jamie Samuels, say no to all of them right now in fantasy just until they get it figured out. Well, one guy that uh, you know you have talked about all year and the fact that the Steelers just have to uh, be and, – and fantasy owners have to be patient with Deontay Johnson. And, yeah, it is paying off right now. Uh, with an all-around great performance by him on Sunday. Just the thing is, Albie, is when I look at receivers, I look at guys who continuously get targeted. And Ben Roethlisberger is trying to work the ball to Deontay Johnson. He didn't get the most targets in this last game, but you saw the intent is that when the defense backs off, he's coming underneath to Johnson and he's letting his footwork do the, do the rest of the work. Because you look at this game, again, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. A lot of that was slants underneath routes. And then he, he still hit a, big, a, a deep ball with him. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be a special player for the Steelers for some time. And I think that right now he's, an, he's a fantasy option you have to consider week in and week out. Uh, but Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, the thing is, the top three guys, they all make a case for this. Juju t- had the most targets this week, 13 targets, nine catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Juju reminds me of that Heinz Ward type of, type of player, not just in, 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 the, in the physical aspect, but – in the fantasy aspect, yes, he's not going to be the most targeted or the, the guy with the most yards, but when he's near the end zone, he's fighting for, for, for those yards. He's fighting for that, for that end zone. You saw that in this last game. I, I really think that that's something that a fantasy owner, you got to love to see. And Chase Claypool, what more can you say? The kid is really figuring things out. He may, have, he may have only caught four passes of his 10 targets, but 56 yards, two touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger trusts for him to make the big play. Those are three guys, honestly, I can start on any of my fantasy teams. And, and the amazing thing about the Steelers right now, and Ben Roethlisberger is just licking his chops because it doesn't stop with the guys you just mentioned. There's also James Washington. Yeah. James Washington still can be in there. He's still a fourth option. You'd really only play him unless you were, if you were in like a 20-team league, which I've seen some you know, some places. But, um, but you know, he's just – he's the fourth option on the team. You can't really start him, but keep him there in case – one of those guys gets hurt. Um, but the other guy I'd still take a look at, Albie, is Eric Ebron. Vance McDonald's not around. Eric Ebron is going to continue to get looks, and I'm going to talk about this matchup that he has this upcoming weekend in the next segment. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. That's uh, it for the Steelers rundown. Up next, who's Chris telling you to start this week as we continue with the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. Back after this on WPXI Now. 
And welcome back to WPXI Now and our Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We promised before we went to the break that Chris would be providing his advice on who you should start this week. But there's also that question of who you should sit this week. We're going to start with the starters, Chris. You got to look at the quarterback position as always, Albie. Start at the top of the list. And it's a guy I've already said, Jameis Winston getting the start. Guess what? He gets the easiest of starts. He's at home and he's against the Falcons. The Falcons rank dead last in stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football this season. Look for Jameis Winston to get a, to get a play this year. If you if you're on a team if you're on a team with maybe Derek Carr or Drew Locke or just a bunch of quarterbacks that you're just not sure about this year, maybe you have maybe you're stuck with Baker Mayfield or Phillip Rivers. Instead, Start Jameis Winston. He's he's a good gamble at this point in time. When you can't, when you're in that situation, you don't have another guy to count on. That's something that you can look at and say, what do I have to lose? But another guy, I said it before, Ben Roethlisberger. Start him this weekend. The Jaguars, 30th against quarterbacks this year. And again, the Steelers have been extremely efficient with the football, especially on offense. I'm looking at Ben Roethlisberger having another good day. Maybe maybe a three touchdown type of day. Might even get a quarterback sneak in against this group. Let me put you on the spot. Who's going to have a better day fantasy-wise, Winston or Roethlisberger? Oh, easy, easily Roethlisberger. I think that he's going to be more efficient. I think what's going to happen is that they're going – Winston's going to hit a couple big plays, and that's going to open it up for Alvin Kamara to do the rest of the work. But with Ben Roethlisberger, I think they're still going to need that passing game to be efficient, and that's going to get him big points. All right. Who you start at running back? Damian Harris for, for the Patriots has been big for them as, as of late. They're, they're at home against the Texans, who are 31st against running backs. I'm starting him this week. And then Mike Davis, still starting in place of Christian McCaffrey, who's hurt. But guess what? They're up against the Lions, who are dead last in the league against running backs. I'm giving the backup the look here. All right, let's continue with wide receiver. Christian Kirk, a young, speedy wide receiver that loves to make big plays for the Cardinals. He gets to go up against the Seahawks on Thursday night football. Anytime I see a Seahawk defense lining up against a top tier or at least a, an athletic wide receiver, I'm saying toot, toot, start that man right away because you're going you're gonna to get big points. My other young receiver against another struggling secondary, Justin Jefferson, the rookie for the Minnesota Vikings. They're up against Dallas at home. Dallas is 31st against wide receivers. That man was putting up good numbers against the Bears on Monday Night Football. I'm looking at him to put up even better numbers against the Cowboys. Uh, there's a couple tight ends that I know you love as well, and you're recommending a start for them. Jared Cook against the Falcons. The Falcons, they're the worst against quarterbacks. They're also the worst against tight ends. I'm looking for Jared Cook to be a big red zone target for the big Jameis Winston. And also – Eric Ebron, it's funny, I'm, pick, I'm picking the quarterbacks with the tight ends in the same games this, this week. Eric Ebron against the Jaguars. Jaguars, 30th against tight ends. I think that this is a week that Eric Ebron might get you a touchdown, maybe 50-ish yards. This would be a good week to start it. You love that Steelers defense on the road at Jacksonville. I mean, it's Jake Luton. I think that he's going to be in for a long day. James Robinson, I, st I would still start him as a running back for the Jaguars, but – the Steelers' defense, too good for that. And the Dolphins are on the road against the, against the Broncos. Drew Locke just struggled, and now he's got to face Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Give the Dolphins a start this week on defense. All right. And uh, the mighty will fall at some point. Uh, who are you sitting? Jared Goff leading off. Yeah, I don't like Jared Goff against this Buccaneers defense. They're, they're starting to play a little bit better again. And they're seventh against quarterbacks in fantasy football. I just don't trust Jared Goff. But I do think this could be a fun game to watch for because of the big players on – both sides of this of the defenses. Uh, the other guy I'd consider sitting here is a guy normally I wouldn't say, Ryan Tannehill. He's been decent this year. 
But the Baltimore Ravens, are, you know, have him. He's on the road against them. They're 10th against quarterbacks. So that secondary is going to be on the prowl. And they're mad after that loss that they suffered uh, this past week. I would not count on this being an easy day for Ryan Tannehill on the road against the Ravens team that needs this win. Because, Albie, the Ravens lose this game. They put themselves in a situation where if they lose to the Steelers on Thanksgiving, the division is lost, and they're going to be in a whole lot of hurt. All right, let's continue with uh, running back. Well, I talked about how the Saints, you want to start several guys for the Saints against the Falcons. Here's one guy for the Falcons I wouldn't start, Todd Gurley. Yeah, he's been decent, and he's been a superstar in the running back position before for the NFL, but guess what? He's on the road. The Saints are number one in the league at stopping the running back position. I would not test Todd Gurley this week. I'd try to kick the tires elsewhere. The Steelers are number two at stopping running backs, but James Robinson is still a guy that could get some looks here. I would look at. I would. I would still start James Robinson. Miles Sanders for the Eagles on the road against the against the Browns. Tenth versus RB running backs right there. But also Miles Sanders not getting a lot of touches. And at an Albie, we just got the we got a speed up sign. So I'm going to run right through these last ones. Yep. Mike, Mike Evans. He's got, he, I know he's a top-tier wide receiver, but he's going up against Jalen Ramsey. Say no when somebody's going up against Jalen Ramsey. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals. I know H2P, we love the guy, but Washington's tough on receivers. Stay away from him. Robert Tanyan for the Packers and Mike Gusecki for the Dolphins. Say no to them at tight end. And two defenses I'm sitting, the Cardinals against the Seahawks and the Raiders against the Chiefs. You did it all, and yes, you sir. did it in time. Just amazing. It's all up there, right? Yes, sir. All right. You even had a, a couple uh, discouraging words for a couple H2Pers, but that's all right. Next week's another week. Thank you, Chris. That's the Fantasy Football Insider for this week. We're brought to you by Cal U. We appreciate you being with us. Take Chris's advice and good luck to your team. We'll see you next Wednesday night, as always, on WPXI Now.